Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a fantastic episode of Wrestling or Whatever. With me, as always, Jay Glow. I'm Mikey Dangerously. And our special guest, I'm going to call it, because we haven't had him on the damn show for 50 years. Mr. Ben Wayne. How you doing, Ben? It's been a long time. What's going on, buddy? Not too bad, Mike. You know, I, I, for a minute there, um, I lost my smile. And I had to go find my smile. And you know where I found that? Um, in Savage versus Steamboat 1987, when Savage like crushed Steamboat's larynx across the gate and started that intercontinental that. feud. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go find that, and now I'm back. Now let's let's talk real quick. What's what's a what's a piece of wrestling history that all of us can go back to, watch with fondness, and and not lose a step? And if anything, we could mouth it word for word, whether it be a promo, whether it be a match, whether it be like anything. What's something that you guys go back to and watch just so you could rekindle that fire that is wrestling? I and, and Ben, I don't know if that's your answer. Or do you have another one? Mm. Oh, it's going to be Savage winning the title at WrestleMania 4. Okay. Okay. The only That's... downside of that is Hogan being in the ring and fucking hugging him and taking his spotlight. Because Savage was the star. And <laughs> Hogan had to get the, only... at the end there. Oh, know? the luster. <laughs> he had lust in his eyes, Mike. I seen it. <laughs> right from my home. I seen it. He had lust for Elizabeth. But yeah, that would be mine. Our Royal Rumble 92. Nice. Oh, I like that. Uh, Jay Glow, is there a particular moment? Uh, anything in wrestling that you would go back to watch constantly just to get your like to get your your fixings to get your burning mojo uh, join loins those so my mojo baby (laughs) no i uh so there's two if you're not counting the time the 17 plus extra times i watched cm punk's return just at AEW recently i mean recently that's crazy but my two go-to videos i'll always watch match wise uh, WrestleMania 12, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. I love that match. I'll always watch that match as much as I possibly could. Um, to be honest with you, that that's why that's my favorite WrestleMania. The whole card was just great for me. I love the Ultimate Warrior. Piper versus Goldust was always so much fun to watch. And th- to be a, an adult now and watch that, well, I guess I call myself an adult. That acts like a child. But I look back on that and I see the the innuendos with OJ Simpson and how that much they stole from that car chase. The I never thing. understood that. <laughs> as as a kid, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. They're driving fast." Like I have no idea OJ was oh, attempted murder. I can't like, believe you didn't. Yeah, that's really funny that you didn't. You couldn't put that together when you're no. When I was a child, no, because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I didn't even know how to tie my shoe until I was like eighteen. So, but, uh, but like promo wise, it, and it's not even, I don't even know if it's a promo, but it was a spot on a SmackDown with Eric Bischoff as the priest. Oh yeah. I'll always watch that video. Cause I love it. Was it like, you guys can be together for 40 years, 40 years. How about you, days. uh, Mikey yeah, Dangerously? Uh, you know, there is a there's a few things. One of the things that I'll always remember is when I had those DVDs, like all the various wrestling DVDs that you get. Uh, we don't do that now because of the network, but now we could probably go back to that because the network is kind of really no more. Um, it would have to be the Undertaker versus uh, Kane match. The I want to say the one where Paul Bear got bloodied. That was the Inferno match. And like for some strange reason that there was a band that was there. I can't remember what band was there. And to just get Kane, like I know they're doing it like to get Kane set up to get that fire spot on him. 
But like Paul Bear just getting the ass kicked out of him, that was great. And then him getting like the drum, the snare drum slashed over his head. It was just, uh, it was just great. It was, that was a cool, like, I always go back and I always watch that. It would be like one of the matches I put on like Undertaker's, like, whatever it was. It was like a legacy DVD or whatever. And it would get to that match and I'd like either be half falling asleep, I'd sit up and start watching it again or, or, you know, but just that, that, those matches too, The Undertaker versus Kane, uh, Man, really, really good. The only bad one would have been if you wanted to con- count it as a trilogy, the WrestleMania one. Even though Paul Bear came back for that one, which was what? Which WrestleMania was that? Do you guys remember the like the recent one? It was like <coughs> two thousand. God. When Taker came, like looking like a cowboy from hell. That right, one. and then yeah, he came back. Yeah, had... <laughs> was no. it twenty? Because that it was, was 20. 20. I think it was. 20, yeah. they went against each other. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Undertaker and Kane, like, I think it's always a bailout match. You know what I mean? For Mania. Mm-hmm. So, they've wrestled a couple. But, uh, but yeah, that's, 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 always been, that's always been my favorite thing to watch. And just you know, it's like... just, we should cycle around because I didn't throw any NWA in there. Just because we're from the East Coast and we're so oh, into WWE. Yeah. So, I would watch incessantly... Uh, the horseman kicks Sting out of the group at Clash 10 because I don't know why. I just loved it so much because Sting never really fit in the horseman. I actually don't put across my love for the four horsemen so much. I could, I just don't get a chance. They're so, like, that group from the Genesis to, like, the last incarnation. I loved every instance of it. Even the Paul Roma one. So I won't Paul Roma. The, <laughs> I won't hear bad stuff about the Paul Roma group either. They they had like some kind of aura about him. It was awesome. I still liked it. But yeah, I would watch Sting get kicked out of the Four Horsemen. I could that Oli promo he does on him. I don't know if you guys are even familiar with this happening. I could recite that at one time completely. He used to <laughs> say, "No more Horsemen for the Sting," and it was such a weird <laughs> line. And I loved it because I would say that for stuff. So like if something I was cutting so, shutting something down, I go, "No more this." for you or no more outside for the dog you know stuff like that it was just great stuff and I like when you were thinking of moments that you remember wrestling that you love that's one I really loved for a long time yeah I mean and then now it seems like wrestling is rekindled we we have been talking about this recent resurgence this renaissance if you will of like how wrestling is kind of getting better and this last pay-per-view that AEW did it just seemed like they're they, they know what they're doing they know the talent they're bringing in they know how to like I don't know, set it up so that mm-hmm. it's going to mean something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. AEW does remind me of a video game in that sense that they have their bosses and you got to go through, you know, point A to get to point B and then you beat point B and then point B. It seems so like linear and like so like it makes sense. We're like WWE right now. You couldn't tell like why so-and-so is going after whoever for whatever reason. Like, just this past Monday on Raw, they had that tag team turmoil. I had no idea, like, half those teams would have been eligible for it. I think they're just throwing people in because these are the tag teams we have. Let's get them all on, you know? And it's like, eh, is that really what you want to do? Or do you want to build, like, a compelling story and, like, you know, kind of get everybody, like, get everybody's attention, you know? Just get everybody's attention. The thing is, I mean, like, for AEW, um, that was a landslide show. Like, that show could do nothing wrong. Every, from top to bottom, it was stellar matches. It was, like, even, there's so many cool things that happen on that show that people are just overlooking, like Ruby Soho showing up. I've always liked Ruby Riot. 
She's from Chicago. She doesn't have this greatest regular girl look, but I'm so glad they got her and they like highlighted her. Then uh, Minoru Suzuki, like he is a legend in Japan. Like he was probably the biggest star to be on the show. He's like 50 something years old and still killing it. Him and Moxley are going to rip each other apart. Like that match is going to be insane. And then we just got all these other debuts, you know, like at the end. So, I mean, that show could do no wrong. However, I think it was too much. That's just my opinion. They didn't need all that right now. No, I, I, I could I could see where you're coming from, and I could definitely agree with you to a point. The only thing that I'm thinking about now is that they just got to throw everything out there. Jay Glow, like, um, I want to point this out to you. Like, don't you like how Punk came in? Like, it wasn't at a pay-per-view. He was at a regular show, was in his hometown. Maybe have done that with Brian or done that with Cole and saved one of those extra surprises for later. What do you think about that? I agree. Uh, One thing I also noticed is that they did something that I don't think I've ever seen done on a show before where they debuted all these new people back to back to back. Like, the fact that they had Ruby Soho show up at that as the Joker as in that uh, women's battle royal, they nope. had Adam Cole come out, which no one thought. Everyone was expect was that... waiting to, was waiting for Daniel Bryan to come out, and then he came out, and then Daniel Bryan came out after him. So it was like a swerve, and then another swerve. It was a double swerve. Yeah, it's like I've never seen that happen in wrestling before. So I think maybe that's the reason why they did it, but. I don't know about the Cole. Um, like I was going to ask you guys if you know how did Cole get on that show? Um, is you know what I'm thinking? The NXT fucking contracts must not have 90 day no competes because Malachi Black is now and he came quick. Uh, there must be not that 90 day no complete compete because maybe it was before they were on the USA Network all these contracts, so it didn't have that option in there because they didn't worry about them going to another television. Right, I you think so too. Anything? Originally, it's got to be that. Originally, what happened with a lot of these wrestlers, especially you saw it with Braun Strowman back when like the pandemic was starting, before it even started, though, they were signing all these big guys on when AEW was becoming a thing, like when it was like becoming a threat. They're like, all right, we're going to sign you six years out or three years out. You know, like the boat, the most like shitty way they did that was with um, um, the guys that are with Omega right now. Even though, yeah, no, no. Oh, Gallows and Anderson, good brother. Right, they just let them go. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You're good. Uh, My fault for forgetting who they were. Um, but uh, but then like you know they're like I don't know if it's like they don't know what they're gonna do with them anymore or if they just realize wow we're paying these people way too much. Like no offense to Braun Strowman, but he wasn't the top talent that they were making him. This was a guy who was still semi green. Who really didn't know how to run the ropes too well, and um, and this is just my opinion. So if people want to hate me, I mean, go for it. He, he looks great. He does look like a monster, but like you, you, if you put him in the ring with like, say, I don't know, Bobby Lashley, you know, those those training wheels are gonna fall off real quick. Like, like you're gonna see Braun just make mistakes and and mess up. And, and things like that he's not as seasoned but like they give him all that money like in the beginning there and then like it's like well you know we're kind of done with you bray wyatt i i don't know what they're thinking with bray wyatt we were yeah, talking but, about it earlier miss, like huh. go ahead um coming back around what do you like how do you think those nxt contracts are because how did cole show up i know you're talking about a couple different guys yeah but like how do you how did Cole show up so quickly? He just was on NXT 36, right? The takeover and right. lost. 
in a month, he was on two major shows. That's like no one even talked about that because so many things happened on all out. Like they're like fucking Cole's there. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I, you know? I think I think NXT is still considered the quote unquote developmental, and I think Triple H was taking care of it. And I think Triple H might have ran those contracts. I, was Malachi on the NXT same, at all? Yeah, he would. Yeah, that's where he came from. The same thing happened with him. All of a sudden, he showed up. Malachi Black's on AEW, and said, "How the fuck that happened?" They said something was in the because he was an NXT wrestler. Okay. It wasn't in there. They must have let that happen with Cole. I'm really, I don't. Jake Lowe is with me on this. Everyone's dropping the ball on Adam Cole. I think yeah. he's a fucking bona fide star. Like he is gonna. He. I read a thing from him today from Twitch. He said he's happy being a small fish in a big pond. You know what he's gonna do to that pond? He's gonna fucking blow it up. Yeah. He's amazing. He is so good. He's like modern Shawn Michaels with an edge. Like he's so good. And I don't know why Vince didn't see it because of his stature. Fuck that. I've yeah. watched him have wars in the ring with O'Reilly, fucking Omega. I've watched him wrestle all over the world. He is a great talent. He's a great wrestler. He is like the mixture love child of Bret Hart and HBK in one. Yes, yes. He's a great he technical so wrestler. Good. He's great. He's like he's, he's the all around package. He just needs some weight on him, which Vince some weight. Vince loves that. I don't know. I I followed Adam Cole. I've actually been doing a little bit more research on his old matches, like back in Ring of Honor, uh, all this other stuff. Like when he was fighting with Kenny Omega, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the day. I'm trying to look up all these old videos so I could kind of get, you know, uh, acquainted with what he was before because I really didn't look too much into it. I dug him when he first came in NXT TakeOver uh, the night before SummerSlam a couple years back. Everyone I, was ready. Everyone was ready. I didn't know who he was till I did a little research. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy's pretty big. He's he's like Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, like yes level yeah. so it's like he's he's a, a good indie hand and whatnot from what i read so i just instantly loved the guy because he had that he was another thing too what i liked when they have these guys coming in that you don't know in nxt you kind of and they kind of just go off on like they they make a name for themselves that's what i like and adam cole in nxt did that perfectly which is why he be, instantly became one of my favorites there as well as the whole undisputed era they were the fucking cornerstone of NXT. I don't understand what Vince is thinking. Adam Cole and the Bucks were like, okay, they were the elite before there was the elite. They were called the Biz Cliz, and they were inside the Bullet Club. It was the triangle of the Bucks and Adam Cole, and they were killing it in Japan, and they had just a cool vibe, if not better, than Omega when Omega came in. So kind of when Cole departed, Omega came in, and then they became the elite, and they kind of changed that name, and they were the elite inside of the Bullet Club instead of being the Biz Cliz. I love Adam Cole. Like, I just think that was, like, you know how, like, WCW threw away Stone Cold when, like, Austin and then he went and became Stone Cold? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I think Vince did. I really do. I think Cole's going to grab a mic. He's going to start talking. Him and Punk are going to have a tremendous fucking feud. It's going to be promos and cockiness and it's going to be so good in the ring. If that happens, I'd love to see it. See, now, what I think they're going to do with Adam Cole and this whole uh, biz quiz, as you mentioned, the elite and the, you know, bull club, whatnot, WWE dropped the ball with the whole bullet club aspect. They could have, and when they brought AJ styles and the good brothers and they called they them the it. club, like, come yeah. on. So like, lame. So, it was so super lame. They had the money. They could have bought it. They could have done something with it, but as always they didn't. And, but they we- had Balor. <clears throat> 
Balor started the club. It was called the Balor Club, then became the Bullet Club. They had the headstone of, they could have put it all around him, and they just didn't do it. They fucking didn't care, you know? Can you imagine if Finn Balor goes to AW? Styles, I was just talking Ugh. to someone the other day. I go, I can't even imagine if they if AJ Styles goes eventually. There's so many matches I want to see with him and like it they, I mean they really got to keep Styles and Rollins. That's their backbone of wrestling at WWE at the moment. That's really it. Don't be shocked that they lose him though. I've seen so many not to get off topic here, but I've seen so many memes of Tony Khan's face on Thanos, and he has the gauntlet in his hand, and the last missing yes. cell that he has in his hand is Bray Wyatt. I died when I saw that, but I was like, "It's he's not wrong. If you get somebody like Bray Wyatt that could use that creativity over there, oh, God. I just want to, if he, they got Bray, which is a almost 90% sure everyone is Bray is going to be there, right? What is he going to bring with him? Like, what development, what creative mind is he going to bring? Look, he spawned three characters in the matter of, what, four years, five years? They were all his characters. There was the Swamp character. There was the cleaned-up sweater character. There was the Fiend. And then he was all those fucking voices of all those Bray Rabbits and shit. You know what I mean? Like, how much shit did he do? He kind of made Alexa Bliss. Like, it's insanity that they let a guy like that go who made characters for himself multiple times. Uh, I, Mike, what do you think? Oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's just nuts. If they get Bray Wyatt, that's it. that's it. I mean, you know what I mean? The other thing I want to touch on really quick was we were talking about something uh, before we got on the air. If you guys want to kind of go back and forth, it was a really good conversation you two were having. And I said, save it for the show. So it was about the contracts that that uh, a different set of contracts, correct? Um, I kind of forgot. I totally forgot that. <laughs> um, what was that conversation about, Jake Love? I don't remember. We weren't. We weren't. Oh yes, I do now. Go ahead, it was ben. Kevin Owens. It was right. Owens' oh, yes. contract coming up. The, the mix-up with the contracts, like, they restructured deals before COVID, apparently. This is the rumor going around, and Owen's contract got short. And, Jake Lowe, what did you say it was going to uh, again? Uh, January 2021. <clears throat> I'm sorry, no, 2022, 2022. Now it's 2022, but what was the original date going to? 2023, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what did Owens, he put out some geocodes on his Twitter today that uh, led to Mount Rushmore. What's <clears throat> Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore was their little squad um, between the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and himself back in the Ring of Honor days. I mean, <clears throat> fucking Owens jumps in January, and Cole's just going to tread water till Owens comes and try and resurface Mount Rushmore with the Bucks. They're going to rip the Bucks in half between the Elite and Mount Rushmore. That's what's going to end up happening. And Oof. it's going to have like how the Bullet Club happened in Japan and started to blow itself up. It's kind of what the elite's going to end up doing in AEW because there's just too many big guys in there. People are going to want a, a, a piece of Omega as well coming up. You know, uh, Adam Cole's going to want that gold. But then again, he said he's happy being a small fish in a big pond. Did you see his Twitch thing? Did you see what Omega said to him about that? Just be, be an asshole to Vince? No, I I oh. saw I saw a expert today. Like, um, I did. I didn't get to watch the the clip, but okay. It was a thing from. It was just a reply on uh, Twitch, and Adam Cole said, "Thank you to all my fans. I had a great Twitch on Sunday." 
And he go and uh, fucking Omega replies and goes, um, I hate to do this. Check your DMs about Twitch because they wouldn't let him keep Twitch. It's one of the main reasons Cole jumped. They wouldn't let him keep his Twitch channel. WWE. They oh, said, no, he, if he, 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 They said if he resigned, he couldn't keep the Twitch channel. And they were just fucking, you know, you know, just doing comments and stuff, saying like making fun of it. You know, you gotta oh, love that though because it is. I dumb. do. It's excellent. It's so stupid. Like, let him have his fucking outlet. That's all it is. People need outlets outside of their fucking life, outside of everything. We need outlets. Exactly. And Adam Cole's outlet is Twitch. You know, our outlet is the podcast some weeks. You know, you need a fucking where to let everything out. Let it go. And me and Mikey had mentioned this in the past, how, like, the, the times have changed in professional wrestling and or in sports entertainment, have you, where... They don't get it done with the match and then go out for beers and drinks and pills and all this shit like they did back in the mm, 90s and no. 80s. Now yeah. the guys are getting out and they're going immediately home and they're popping on their Xboxes, PCs, and they're streaming and they're finding maybe perhaps another way to make money outside of their contract that they make. But I will say this, though, from, you know, from a business aspect that Vinnie Mac is doing, I mean, he is bringing them in. He is making, they're making money off of him. Uh, he's also vice versa, making money off of his talent. So it, it's, if it's in the contract, then so be it. You know, if you can't have a Twitch, you can't have a Twitch, but Adam Cole did exactly what he could do. You don't, I could stay here and not have my outlet, not have my Twitch, not have what I do because I wrestle and I game. That's what he does. And he, did I mention he has a fucking smoking hot girlfriend? D M D. Oh boy, um, getting that D I C. Um, but did like, you also see what? I'm oh, sorry. Oh good. No, I was gonna say, but now he's also with his with his best friends and his girl. Like, of course, no brainer. But I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Did you see what they had planned for Cole? Like, they're so out of touch. They wanted him to be a mouthpiece for someone on the main roster. Like, that's not Adam Cole. He can't no. just be a mouthpiece. That talent? Like, no way. Like, in the ring, he's so untouchable. Vincey's nothing but a small guy. I mean, it's the joke of the internet. However, they're not watching what he's done in ROH and how he's wrestled in Japan because he's amazing, you know? It was like people saying for a long time Hogan couldn't wrestle. That's bullshit. If you see Hulk Hogan in Japan, he's an outstanding wrestler. The thing is, he learned how to do fucking so much, so little, and got the biggest reaction. He figured right. it out. You know what I mean? It's a different kind of uh, working the crowd, as they call it. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Kevin Nash has that same aspect. He's always said the same thing. Work smart, not harder. Why break your back? Hogan dropped his fucking hip a hundred times with that leg dropping still. and can barely walk now. Like, he still gave it all his all, but he is a good wrestler. I've seen him wrestle. Like, he can do it. He can chain wrestle, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have you on our show in a while, Ben. But the other thing was we did talk about CM Punk returning to AEW. And we could just touch on it really quick with you, just add you into it. What what were you doing? Where were you when CM Punk made his debut to AEW on Friday night? I was recording it, but honestly, I was sleeping. But the, as soon as I woke up, that right. was, I put on Rampage and I watched it as soon what, as I woke up. What was your takeaway from that? That that initial promo where CM Punk came back and like... My favorite part was he said, um, we got a lot to get to. We won't get to it all tonight. Do you guys say that? Like, Derek's, you're expecting a guy to come back after seven years and have this big, long, drawn-out promo, and he just put it on the table. He goes, I got a lot to get to. It's not going to happen here. And I thought it was great. I thought him jumping in the crowd was fantastic. He was so 
I think you could see it in his eyes. I mean, I get worked a lot, but I think he was happy to be back and be amongst the fans. And he was so comfortable. He jumped in the crowd. Like it was so much electricity. Um, he dropped to his knees, you know, yeah. and I don't think punk did that. Like HBK, he usually does the one thing and does this clobber in time, but he went to do that and he goes, not yet. You know, if you've seen him do that. Yeah. You know, and the, the other thing we were talking about too, we talked about the promo, but we also talked about, and you know, I think you get a kick out of this too, just his demeanor, his stance, we kind of went dove, dove a little bit into it, like uh, like a psychologist, if you will. Like we kind of d- dove on his on his body presence, his like his eyes, and how he was his humble. Body was everything saying. exactly. Was, everything, everything was humble. So genuine. Well, everything he said was good. Here's the problem with Punk. Um, he exactly what he said happened to him. He was in a bad place, and he had mm-hmm. to be wrestling, and they made him hate wrestling. Yep. And it's a shame because he's a wrestling fan. That's why I love CM Punk. I've all followed him through ROH, through fucking MLW, everywhere he's wrestled. I've pretty much have followed his career and checked him out because he used to always be in the fucking magazines tearing it up. CM Punk and Reckless Youth, CM Punk and Reckless Youth, killing it on the indie scene. I didn't watch indies then. I was just like, you could only get WWE. So when he came back, he I think he thought the fans were going to be pissed, which a lot of them <coughs> were. These fans take things so personally, you know? Yeah. It's there. And that's what he said. Didn't you hear what he said at the end? He goes, if any of my choices or any of the things I've done, have disappointed you like i'm sorry for that but that's just how life goes they fucked him up that was not his, a good environment for him I'm not saying wwe's bad to all the wrestlers it just wasn't the right environment for cm punk you know and what he said too really like resonated with me and i think mikey said the same thing but when he said but you guys need to understand that i wasn't going to stay in a place that made me sick in the first place exactly it made sense to leave he had to and he was exactly. champion, and they were pushing him so hard. Yeah. They do. Like, okay, it's always been Vince wants a single dude who is not attached push hard as a champion because they're not going to have any. The Warrior got that push. Brett got that push. But, see, Brett Hogan were family men. Sean wasn't. Sean ran really hard for Vince for a long while. So did Austin. You know what I mean? Like, he likes that horse that'll just, he can ride it to the end until they're done. And he does it every time. We've seen it. That's why there's so many incarnations of this long running champion. And then he like hits the fucking wall and we go, what the fuck happened to that guy? Vince ran him into the wall. That's what happened to that guy. Yeah, I think you're going to see that with Roman Reigns. I feel like you might see it with Bobby Absolutely. Lashley. I feel Absolutely. like Bobby Lashley had, you know, Reigns, had, for his, sure. had his run for a little bit. And he's kind of, you know, I, I feel like it's funny because there, there are no way. I mean, the only way you could really compare a, a Bobby Lashley and a Roman Reigns would be like, well, you know, Bobby Lashley's got that MVP and, you know, Roman Reigns has Paul Heyman. But it's like, I don't know, like they built up those guys, like those high guys. They could have the manager speak for them. You know, they could have their special counsel. But the only difference really right now is Bobby Lashley used to have the hurt. I think that's why they broke up the hurt locker. The hurt business was because it was starting to be. The bloodline was starting to, but like that would have been cool too if you had two major factions. You knew the Usos couldn't do anything by themselves because once you get them away from Roman Reigns, they're just going to go back to being B list talent. I, I'm sorry. That's it. I, back I, to I, the I, bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, Vince is so afraid of losing them. Fucking the one Uso has had like <clears throat> 10 drunk driving yeah, incidents, right? DUIs, and they keep him around because he knows if they go to AEW, they're going to excel as a good tag team against the Buck. However, where the fuck is the, you know, who are Dax and Wilder? Where the fuck are they at? Like, did they get lost somewhere? <laughs> they, was, does anyone know? The one guy almost died during the one match, but I know. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, I know from there what was, I. Like, something about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
But what I um what I read though is I heard that they're they're looking to get out. But yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. Like I don't know if they're looking to get out of AEW when they when they fought and clawed to get there because of uh who who brought them in? Um Cody, uh, I think. Yeah. Well they <clears throat> they always compared those two with the you know, those two of the young bucks who have such a good match. And then they the whole thing it. was, you know, it, it happened and you know they I don't know. It just kind of backfired on them. They you know? blew their load too quickly with them. <clears throat> but the one thing I, I will say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I just didn't think it grabbed anybody because they never really did it again. You know, I don't know what they were. It didn't have, it just didn't have the magic they thought it was going to have. I think, I think it was the buildup. And then, you know, mm-hmm. to, if you want to get that visual in what Jago said, I think they literally did blow their load too quickly. And it, just went out all over the place. Their promos weren't bad. They had great matches, but it's like I maybe they're giving them a break right now. Maybe they're gonna build up something, some sort of a faction. Um, I'm not sure. Like what what exactly happened to the pinnacle? Oh, the pinnacle. <laughs> Who is the pinnacle? <laughs> MJF, Wardlow. Oh fuck uh, us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like what's his face? I mean, I, I'm okay with what they did and which it seems which one thing I like though that we're talking about this because we're I'm thinking like what happened to the pinnacle? The t shirts that were made, the the promos, like fuck great turn from being how he thought he was gonna take over uh the um inner circle and then said i made my own like that was probably one of the best promos i've seen in a long time but then like yeah like what happened like is the pinnacle still a thing or they're focusing like right now on a storyline between mjf and jericho that it's like okay that okay that 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 has to be over with the mjf versus jericho has to be over with now that they had their last hoorah at all out But one thing I did want to mention, and I'm not sure if we want to save this and then take a quick commercial break here, but the all out pay-per-view, I'm not sure if we're going to discuss the whole thing tonight or like CM Punk says, we got a lot to talk about. I I think we could definitely talk about the CM Punk match uh, if we all did catch it. But mm-hmm. then, you know, if there's other, like, top bits we want to talk about, we could too, like the end, but... Yeah, yeah. the but end was great, but mm-hmm. one thing I want to talk about, and I'll segue us here into a, uh, a word from our sponsors, but is the tag team match, which I think is the match of the night and match of the year between the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. Just fantastic. I haven't seen a match that great in a very long time. Innovative move. I've never seen that that... <laughs> Uh, not move, but that that weapon. I've never seen that done before. Me neither. That that's kind of cool. So if you could do that, that's pretty neat. But yes, let's listen to a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, we can t- we go right into it, folks. We'll be right back. Do you hear that? That's the sound of an ice cold loco coffee. I always have one before I record wrestling or whatever because it's that damn good. Start feeling good about your daily coffee consumption. Loco Coffee delivers benefits that go above and beyond the average cold brew coffee and is geared towards fueling your active lifestyle with all natural, no BS ingredients, and zero added sugar. The added coconut water and maple water provides electrolytes and antioxidants for an enhanced, clean coffee experience. This is the perfect pre- and post-workout drink. Don't forget to use our promo code WRESTLINGWE for 10% off of your next order. 
off of any Loco Coffee you purchase on LocoCoffee.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from break. Before we get started with talking of AEW, I want to give a word, a nice shout out to our sponsors. Again, that's Loco Coffee. You can get 15% off using the promo code WrestlingWE. It's actually 10. 10. My apologies. 10 <laughs> off. The 15% off is Boosted Shades using the same promo code WrestlingWE. How many times am I going to mess that up now? How well, this would be the last time. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. We're going from mental institution again. We're going away. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> We're never coming back. But... That was so random. And I approve of this message. <laughs> but uh, getting back to AEW. Uh, we want to talk about that historic tag team match. It could be the first thing we talk about. I know CM Punk returned. That match we'll definitely talk about as well. But we could, you know, cherry pick a few things for AEW's recent pay-per-view that happened uh, this past weekend. And, man, so we had the Le- the uh, the Lucha Brothers. Yes. Going against the Young Bucks in a steel as a Bruce Pritchard would say, a solid steel cage match. It was a solid steel cage match, um, and it was it was everything, I guess, huh? <laughs> to put it lightly, it was everything you wanted in a not only just a cage match, but in just in a tag team match in general. They couldn't have done this with a better tag team than the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers because they're both probably at the top of their game right now um, that I've seen. The Young Bucks, they got that cocky, but like, you know, if you are a fan of wrestling and you're a fan of the Young Bucks or just in general of just different styles in wrestling, you appreciate the Young Bucks and the amount of work that they put into their video vignettes beforehand, but not even for AEW or for wrestling, but just for the quote unquote elite in general, because those guys are creative. Those guys are the way that I look at their like interviews and their promos that they have, there's different types of promos and interviews that I've uh, noticed with um, what they do behind the scenes with like Kenny Omega, the good brothers and all them uncensored. It kind of gives you that ECW feeling when they used to do those videos back in the day. Mm -hmm. So that's immediately when I come on, because when I hear Kenny Omega saying, fuck guys, like, come on. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He just said the F word and it wasn't blurred out. But then again, I'm thinking to myself, okay, it is the internet. And these guys aren't being PG um, because their characters on TV are PG. But it's like it's you get a little bit of a taste of who they are before they get on TV. Um, But it was just like how they all set it up. Like, I just love when they have that sort of creativity and they're themselves. But we know as wrestling fans how they are and how they portray themselves on TV. But the Young Bucks, like just the whole buildup between them and the the Lucha Brothers before that match and just – just the whole aura of it all. It was well done. Great high spots. Great color. Great just the moves in general, as we mentioned. I think we said before we went on to break just how many different types of moves that they had on there. It was just insane. I. It was one of the best matches I've seen. One of the best endings that you could have had, too. Um, it was just all around just a great match. And I'm not sure if any of you guys caught it. Ben, if you caught it. Just what were your thoughts on it? 
I did not catch it. However, um, I knew like it had to be a good one because I got a message <clears throat> from a casual fan who told asked me, "Am I watching this match?" Who would never ever message me about wrestling? You know what I mean? Like that way. So I had uh, planned to check it out. I haven't. Yeah, I've seen some highlights here and there. You know. Right there, though, Ben, doesn't that tell you something when you said like a casual fan is like, yep. you know, getting in contact with us, one of us and saying, are you watching it right now? They are That's doing what I'm saying with the match, you know, um, AEW in general. It was the AEW pay-per-view because um, even a second casual fan I seen post after the event saying, I can't believe how good AEW wrestling is right now. And that yes. Was someone, and that's someone who I know, like they've watched wrestling their whole life and is just getting into AEW. They aren't super hardcore fans anymore, and everyone's liking it. Casuals are picking it up, so that's really dangerous for the WWE. Yeah. When regular right. fans who don't watch are just getting into a new product that they like. Ben, one thing I want to add too is to what you just said there. Also, same thing with me. A bunch of friends of mine, or acquaintances, and even old teachers. From, from my high school that I'm casually friends with on Facebook have not only reached out to me as well, but they have said like on their quote-unquote statuses online, uh, A-E-W dot dot dot, that is all. Great to be back to watching wrestling again. And I couldn't believe this. is guys like I used to talk to old teachers in school that were massive, massive wrestling fans. Uh, from the Attitude Era and slowly almost into our graduating year, but then they kind of fell off because it was really bad. But, like, AEW is bringing back a lot of fans, and a lot of people are digging what they're doing the way that they used to dig it back in, you know, the 90s and the you know, early 2000s. So it's crazy. And I have to, I hate to put myself saying, like, oh, yeah, me too, but really, hashtag me too, because they're – so many people are talking about AEW. It's not good. And one thing I do want to add there, Mike, I hope I didn't cut you off, but no. Mick Foley posted a video today. I'm not yeah, sure if any of you guys about saw that it. Really quick, because I, I <clears throat> saw it, but I didn't I didn't listen to it. But what was it basically about? Like what was the gist of what he was saying? So what Mick Foley, the, the title of it said WWE better watch out or something along those lines. Or no, WWE, you're in trouble. Yeah, it was it. Because they had, Nick Foley had said that, based pretty much in a nutshell, what he said in the video was WWE has zero creative uh, ideas. Uh, they have zero creative control there of what they need to do. And they're they're going into a nosedive uh, with their characters. And they even brought up Karrion Cross about how he's saying how they watered him down and really made his persona a joke. And just he just threw examples out there, but he also clamored about AEW and how people are young guys coming into the business that have so much potential. They're wanting to go to AEW because they could be creative there and they're not handcuffed to, you know, the pole, so to speak, and can't move or can't do this, can't do that because WWE doesn't want them to when AEW is giving them that, you know, that that sort of freedom to be who they want to be. As long as it works, you know what I mean? So it's like AEW isn't WCW in the aspect where they're like, okay, we're going to give these people full creative control. They're not giving them full creative control. They're giving them enough creative control so that way they could be themselves and help out the product. Um, as in WWE is not doing that. And Mick Foley had said, you know, you guys, and I'm not talking any smack on you because you guys, you know, really helped me 
as I helped the company grow back in the 90s. But you guys are in serious trouble considering that he hasn't heard a loud pop the way that they heard with CM Punk or they haven't seen a pay-per-view be as successful as All Out was opposed to any other pay-per-view that WWE has put out recently. I think what's going to end up happening, and Ben, you could kind of either correct me or you could you could see what you want. Uh, J Glow too. I feel like what's going to happen with AEW and WWE, it's going to be like comparing apples to oranges. You know, they're still like the same fruit, but they're not, you know, it's just going to be something. They're going to be two completely different products that give you quote unquote sports entertainment, even though I think AEW is just saying, no, we're professional wrestling. Like, you know, but I feel like I think, when if people start trying to compare WWE with AEW, there's going to be no comparison because I think AEW is going to be head and shoulders above what WWE can do in that squared circle space. You know, right? I think WWE is going to do more like production. They're going to get off. They're going to get their NBC deal. They're going to do all that stuff. Peacock, all that. They're going to go and become like Disney. But they're going to go like more kid friendly and all that stuff. And AEW is going to be like, hey, remember when you used to watch wrestling and this is what wrestling is? It's not it's not. Hey, here's so and so cultural pop reference uh, icon right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Logan fucking Paul. Yeah. Or just anybody in five years. Whoever's going to be the next. (laughs) Oh, stupid. That was so I watched that whole segment, whatever one it was. Where he came, he was on that fucking Johnny Drip Drip. I can't stand Morrison. I'm sorry. <laughs> they had um, John Morrison and and, drip, and drip. AJ Styles. Like they could have. A I just had to say Drip Drip. Can you believe that <laughs> on air? You have me. I'll never be president. I just had to say Drip Drip. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do you think about what my little statement that I said, Ben? What, what, what what's your take on how WWE is versus AEW? And we've always you know we've been talking about it but like now it just seems like it's a completely different entity in my eyes you know i don't know if that's anybody else's vision i just think the the landscape changed they garnered probably five talents in the last month <coughs> that are like you know legendary talents and i'm saying legendary because they had legendary runs already in the wwe right like they really did punk had one of the longest title runs brian had that fucking yes movement so that like invaded pop culture and everyone was doing yes at baseball games everywhere the whole fucking arena was doing at wrestlemania 30 you know and adam cole i just think is a sleeper i think that wwe completely just lost the hbk of this generation Mm -hmm. to aew and they are going to develop him then the hbk you said it perfectly you said it perfectly sorry to cut you off but you said it perfectly there sorry Oh, the develop him into they're going to. They lost it. And I mean Ruby Riot's a solid hand and Monroe Suzuki is a Japanese legend that I cannot wait. And you know what I keep sleeping on? That John Moxley's in that company and there's so many killer matches I want to see him have with like CM Punk and Brian Danielson where there's no handcuffs because Moxley's a good talent. Like he does mm-hmm. death like he's bringing that deathmatch crazy edgy aspect to AEW. But fuck he's a good wrestler and it, like there's so much I can't the, the sky's the limit with matches I want to see in AEW. Yeah, the sky's the limit with AEW in general, and that's another positive thing about them having Rampage now. Is they, they I mean, they they are not going to water this down. Pay per views are going to be fucking pay per views again, where you have pay per views to look forward to. Like surprises, it's, 
That's what exactly. a pay-per-view is about. You, a pay-per-view, you pay your dollars because you want to be entertained. But WCW got it right. I remember Bischoff saying in that, you guys probably remember this, I know you guys like this DVD, the Monday Night Wars. He goes, what we really did is we took like demographics and people love being shocked, stuff that they didn't see coming. And mm-hmm. he goes, we did all that and we put that into good research and that's what we started doing. Oh, a debut. A debut every week. It didn't matter. Just surprise the fans where they're like, oh shit, what the fuck's happening? Where you can't, you're kept off kilter with even a show that's scripted you know what i right. mean but no i mean i 100 agree with you which is coming from me uh, a fan of a slew of things right now the tooth the three things i'm looking forward to like waking up every day going to work you know selling houses all this other shit right now the things i look forward to entertainment wise in my life is aew being number one right now number two being the NFL as I'm a big football fan that's starting very shortly and UFC three entertainment aspects that right now before it was really just UFC and the NFL and but when AEW came out they're giving me the joy of wanting to go out of my way to watch their product which yeah. a, which WWE hasn't done in a long time and they had it almost with NXT they were putting on good matches there and they're putting on great pay-per-views but of course at WWE, fucking Vince McMahon's got to put his hands in there, change the fucking logo for the love of God, and, and change the formula in the sense what? of putting Bruce Pritchard in charge there. Like, well, like, I know we're a bit all over the place, but did you guys know why that hell happened? They completely blamed Triple H for AEW's rise. AEW's rise. That's what the the going thing is. That's why they moved him out. They complete. He's at blame. They say he was supposed to stop that. Like, they fucking kept taking his talent and moving it up to the main roster and watering down. They were taking all his talent. They moved Keith Lee up for no reason. Absolutely none. They didn't use him. No, Like, right. so what the fuck was he supposed to do? Like, how the, was he supposed giant, to maintain? The, the most, I mean, besides, you know, Keith Lee, the other one, where it was, like, blatant, was carrying Cross. Oh, my, you don't get me started. And, like, you have him, like, job to fucking Jeff Hardy. Who yeah. did well, what are they doing to Jeff fucking, fucking Hardy? Yeah, because Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, <laughs> it says on like the Monday that Jeff Hardy as low as they can go. Like he's the twenty four seven title he's going after because he won't resign. They know he's gonna fucking leave. So you can tell who they're burying hard. They know we're gonna leave. You know what I mean? Do you guys think they're they're burying Charlotte? Do you think they're pushing yes. her out the door? Because yes. the, the last raw I just watched, it looks just like Monday, it. It just seemed like they're just letting her go. But like you know, they don't want to piss her off too too much. But at the same time, it's like you want to go. I wish like, there was just something about that promo she did with with uh, Nikki Cross or not Nikki. Wow, Nikki Cross, uh, Alexa Bliss, and I know the Titan Tron was like pre taped. You could tell it was pre taped. She didn't care it was pre taped. Like you could tell. I don't know if you guys watched that or not, but you could tell when Nikki Cross started talking over Charlotte. Charlotte wasn't done talking in the ring. Alexa Bliss. Who did I say? Nikki Cross? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Why am I saying that? You got Nikki Cross on the mind. They probably said Nikki Cross played this uh, crazy psycho chick, not Alexa Bliss. Nothing against Alexa Bliss. But, like, it just seems like they're pushing Charlotte off the door because, like, AEW's going to have her dad. AEW's going to have her husband. Has her husband, you know? They'd probably take her mom, too, if they they needed her. (laughs) Fuck, they'll take what's-his-face, too? Reed. Oh, God. They'll fucking dig up Dave. Hey, glow. (laughs) No, you've got it backwards. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Oh, I no. I that so much. 
that's what I meant. That's what I meant. We both, I both David is not buried. David David's alive. alive and well and fat in North Carolina. <laughs> is he well, though? <laughs> well, sorry, David. Oh, speaking of David, let's say, you know, no, no, we had the passing of Daphne Unger. When I think of David Flair, I think of Daphne because that's oh, who they yes. pair him with, you know, from the WCW days. You know, it's really sad. Like I, her, like I didn't follow her career much after WCW. I know she was here and there, but I'll tell you, I dug that girl's style from the moment I seen her, to, you know, to the last moment I seen a picture of her the other day. Like she still had it together from the outside, and I just <clears> thought <throat> she was very, very, you know, you know, how nice old was woman. she? I'm not altogether sure. 40 I wish I knew those details. No, really, Jesus. But it, the sad place. part about it is, like, she, you know, she reached out for help and they didn't make it in time. You know, uh, she put some stuff on Facebook, so, you know, very that. cryptic stuff, apparently, and people reached out. You know, it's so fucking, it sucks so much when they get sucked out of the spotlight and then they don't really have recourse or any, you know, fallback. And it sucked because she was a young girl who got into wrestling. You could tell they just picked her up, WCW, from somewhere. And now, like, you know, we're talking about her, you know, after her life. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that I wish they could do that for the wrestlers and more so for professional wrestlers. There are sure athletes in general, people that are kind of in that spotlight and then they just get knocked out of it. But like just some sort of resource for them as well, because there's like has to be I some mean, sort of PTSD for them. If you I, want know. to check it out, like watch The Wrestler. Yeah, that's exactly what, how it goes. Like, I love that watch movie. Mickey Rourke. So do I. It's a very good movie. Very poignant. You know, watch yeah. that The Wrestler and you'll see, you know, and we I thought we were away from that kind of thing. If you guys notice a a lot of wrestlers were dropping quickly in the 90s actually and mm-hmm. then it continued for a while and you know daphne's a you know a new casualty to you know that aspect of the wrestling business that you know isn't so nice and you know i you know wish the best for her family and condolences go yeah. out there it, it's one of those things where we were talking about <clears throat> earlier the show too to kind of bring it around full circle it's like you got to think about now how the locker rooms are now versus how they were back then um, you know how how even how female wrestlers were even portrayed up into the two thousands until like <clears throat> recently, like they're actually really really talented athletes and shit. Like like Charlotte Flair could kick our ass, any one of our asses. You know what I mean? Um, whereas like you know back then, even like I said, the latest the two thousands and stuff like that, women were still like that side project. You know what I mean? Like you know they're the attraction. Like you know they're not literally they're attraction. They're not really like there were Molly Hollies and Lita's and stuff like that, but nothing it's, to the, the Rhea Ripley's that we have now and things like oh that. God, no. amazing. Mikey, it's funny that you bring that up though, because uh, I've been watching a lot of old Luna Vachon videos. Oh, and I know well, that Luna. she's, yeah, baby. Um, and I know that she's, they're about to have, I think she's going to be opening, I could be wrong, but she's going to be opening up the new Dark Side of the Ring episode. And I like oh. to, I like to, to look into the characters and the humans past um, and look up old videos and old um, interviews that they've had before I kind of watch these things. So I'm kind of not blown away and like fixated on it, but I was really fixated on Luna Vachon because like of her whole background, her, her, like just her whole, like she was adopted. I didn't know that. Uh, she, uh, came into, uh, wrestling because her aunt and I didn't even know her aunt was like one of the best female wrestlers back in the day, but, uh, her, I, yeah, her aunt, um, Shirley, I think is her name, but, uh, or no, Vivian, Vivian Vachon was her old, was her aunt who was just like up there with moolah. 
but it was crazy to think like what was her downfall and i think it was drugs she went back she relapsed on her drug habits and that's unfortunately how she passed but it's crazy to think because i watched an interview that she had with some random dude with a horrible background but she made it work but the guy was so awkward like not to go too much into that but it, just listening to her talk and how much she put into it and how it sucks because she had another woman, very talented, very great wrestler in the ring. Her uncle was Mad Dog Vashon. Just all, just a straight up brawler, technical women wrestler that didn't have the time of day and never won the women's championship, which she should have. But, and Her then uncle they, was Butcher Vashon. Yeah, or I thought it was Mad Dog. Then her dad was Butcher because they were a couple. It's a family. Okay. There's a bunch yeah. of different ones. You're right. But it was just so crazy, though, that it sucks because we had wrestlers like her back in the day where it just, they resorted, you know, resorted to her in her panties or her with the oddities and all that shit when she could have been. Her awesomeness, if you remember, Jago, sorry to cut you off, just trying to, you know, add to it a bit. Absolutely. Um, Her and Bam Bam's pairing was phenomenal. Yes. I thought they complimented each other so fucking well. They were great. Oh, 100%. I wish. I wish they didn't put her in the oddities. Just that's a dumb. But with Bam Bam, Bam, that fuck, they should have been together forever. That should have been the pairing. That was Absolutely. Pairing. And it's crazy so that you say it though, because they brought that up in the interview, and she said how uh, much she loved working with the man uh, and like how he Bam she Bam's was an awesome dude. Oh, the best, the best big man I, ever. I was just shared something to like the squared circle. Follow us on Facebook. Um, cheap but Bam Bam Bangalow because yeah, cheap heat. <laughs> um, so I love Bam Bam Bangalow. You know his story, like he actually he fucking he's the one that ran into a building too and saved a bunch of people and got burnt real bad. You know when he uh stopped wrestling, like he was such a good dude. I, I watched think I read eight that. hour inter- I watched an eight hour interview with him one time, one shot interview, and it had his matches spliced between it. From his beginning when he was, I think he was the baby, no, baby bull was, he was crusher, crusher something. And I watched him all the way through and he just seemed like such an awesome guy. He had a son with him too. When he did the interview, it was so good. Such a good Was that guy. in the background so, where he was like sitting in the locker room talking? I think I caught that too. It could have been. And yeah, it looked like a locker room. You would have, yeah. It's a famous interview. I actually mm-hmm. have moved it from VHS to DVD and it's a really great interview to check out sometime. I'm going to look that up again. Yeah, the, the thing about that, though, like you were saying about the pairing, is that she was the crazy, crazy bitch, like, mouthpiece for them. And he was just the guy that looked like he was like, yo, don't fuck with her. She's crazy. And that's yes. one thing I yeah. love. Like you said, it was such a great compliment with each other. But not to go off on a tangent here, but that, but to, to add on to what you're saying, like, women like her, like, if they could just be in wrestling, like, like her at her prime in AEW would be – it's just there's just so much so much to talk about wrestling right now it's insane yeah it really 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 is um getting back to the aew uh the next big thing we could definitely talk about because we all probably caught it most likely was cm punk's return match after seven years against darby allen i mean that they're throwing a lot at that kid and i think he's the future i really do honestly Absolutely. He's a good wrestler. He's he's got you know a solid performance. Uh, you know, you give him Sting. I mean, like that's pretty cool. Like, first of all, you're throwing him Sting, and Sting is just a backdrop for this kid. Now this kid's going against CM Punk, a returning CM Punk after seven years. Like Darby's head had got had 
probably had like he probably had like freaking pterodactyls in his stomach. I don't know what the <laughs> hell he had in his head. But like, what do you think about that? Like, how much pressure are they putting on this kid to be the future of AEW? And if you don't think they are, then then don't throw him Sting A and don't put him, you know, in a match against CM Punk two. Like, you know what I mean? That's all I'm gonna say. Is like right. there's no way that nobody can't be thinking that, you know. But what are your thoughts on that? And I could ask Jay Glow that first. I mean, just watching his just his demeanor in the ring and just how he a lot of critics will say that he put CM Punk over in that match and he he wrestled better than CM Punk did. Let's be honest, CM Punk has wrestled in seven years and his last big hurrah was in an octagon where he got beat horribly. So (laughs) he CM Punk, he looked natural in there after a little bit. But he, Darby Allen really did carry him throughout that match. But that, and that's that's nothing against Darby, and that's nothing against CM Punk. It was a perfect pairing. Darby Allen is, I agree with you, Mike, that he is the future of that company as long as they continuously let him do his thing, which they will because they're yeah. not WWE. And he he's only going to get bigger. And I mean, he's already had the TNT Championship. Am I right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I mean, I don't know if they're going to put the AEW title on him just yet, but I mean, I, there's Darby Allen, the sky's the limit. I think that's the best way to put it. And I think he's going to reach that, that sky, if you will. And that match that he had against CM Punk here that we're talking about, like the little, the little, like, it seemed like he was doing an homage, you know, towards everybody saw that clip, the homage towards Brett Hart. When it was Bret Hart versus X Pac or One Two Three Kid, and he did mm-hmm. the uh, the deep arm drag and stuff, or was it arm drag or leg? Uh, it was an egg, it was a leg drag. I was a yeah. leg drag. Yep, yeah. or not a leg drag, arm drag. Yeah, yeah, it was arm drag, and then he like gave the same like look, like you know I mean? those little like Easter eggs that like diehard fans are, are catching and seeing. Like it's really really cool. That means they're both studying the game so much, and they've had got to have like prepped. From when CM Punk knew he was making his return, they were probably in the ring just like messing around with each other, getting a feel for each other, and be like, "Oh, no. absolutely!" And the thing too that I saw CM Punk was training with with uh, Alistair Black, Malachi Black. Um, he was training with him since he's been back. So I'd imagine, like you said, Mikey, that he would have had to have been in the back with Darby, even if not even talking it over, like you said, in the ring practicing some moves just to get that rust off. Yeah, and, and I mean, I guess maybe more of the seasoned guys who do watch wrestling could see that that CM Punk was like, like maybe just like you said, knocking the rust off or whatever. I don't know. I watched the match. I thought it was good. Like I did too. I, I didn't think like I didn't think though. I didn't think anything. Like my brain was completely blank. But like this is my takeaway. You know? Uh, ben, did you, you know, like, what are your takes on, on CM Punk returning, you know? Um, I thought he, you know, he looked well enough. I've seen a couple of pieces of the match. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but I do think you guys are correct. I think that's why they paired him with Sting. They kind of see that Stinger from 1988, that challenged Claire for the NWA title at Clash of the Champions. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. that's where Darby Allen is, has the darkness that Sting did not have then. But I could see as that up-and-coming star, I can see him challenging Omega and maybe failing, but, you know, getting the respect of the crowd. I think that's where I see Darby on. And he could be, like, he, him and MJF are a couple other up-and-coming talents in AEW. They just got a lot of star power. 
But if they do not steer the same, go the same way WCW did, which I don't think they will, they are going to excel um, homegrown talent and try and make their own stars. You know, as despite all these stars they bring in. Now, wrapping that back around, I think him and CM Punk was a good pairing. You know, Punk's laid off for seven years. Darby Allen isn't a star yet, but he is up and coming and has a buzz. It was a good guy to put Punk over without any too many people caring. He has the uh, backing of Sting, and I think he'll be fine. And it also gives Punk that first win and gets it under his belt. Now, I'm sure he's going to drift into the way Jericho does, where he picks and chooses where he wrestles, has uh, you know covers him up a little bit in tag matches till he gets his feet under him. But he, I seen him say right on his Twitter, it's not a return where one match and I'm going to go. I'm going to be at every show. I'm going to be every place. So let's see what he does. You know. And I know. That- Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there must be like a nice like I I'm not trying to talk money for CM Punk, but like if he's saying that, like he wants to. I mean, he loves wrestling, obviously, but he's probably getting paid enough for like he's like, yeah, I'll show up on every show. You know what I mean? Like, right. The, the fans want me back. I'm gonna do it, but hopefully he just doesn't burn himself out. I getting that Tony Khan money. Yeah, I'll take some of that. But uh, but one thing I I read in too is at the end of the match when Sting came down, that was all improv. Sting came down and shook his hand. That was that wasn't scripted. Like that was just him coming down and just paying respects and that everything at the end there that wasn't quote unquote supposed to happen. That was all improv. So it, it I thought it looked like it was, but apparently it wasn't. But also another thing to add too, CM Punk mentioned how he wanted Darby Allen specifically handpicked him because it wouldn't have made sense to have him against Kenny Omega for the belt in Chicago. So they're not going to do that straight up. That's got to be built. Like, I, I don't think uh, AEW is going to be that kind of company. I don't even think Brian, I think you're going to have to come in and really earn that spot with your win loss record. Like mm-hmm. everyone else does. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to get catapulted into feuds. I don't think Khan's going to do it that way. And another thing I also wanted to add on top of what you just said there, Ben, in regards to the rankings, I know for a while, people watching AEW just wanted an outlet from WWE to watch. And they were kind of like confused, like, okay, what do these records mean? I feel like these records don't mean anything. Like AEW was just trying to get their footing in the pro wrestling biz. And I honestly think that they, they, they got their traction now. I think they, all the star power that they have here, they, they have some sort of traction where now they could really fucking beat the brakes off of everything. And I think they're going to do it successfully from just what we could all see as fans that we don't have to go into AEW and have to think for them. They're doing the thinking for us and they're showing it in their product, which is another thing fans were like loving. Like that's what they loved about wrestling is that they could go and they could tell a story and we don't have to boo because it's trash or we don't have to have like a character like Karrion Cross come in dressed like fucking Sean Connery from that movie back in the 80s with the red shit around him. That like, was funny. Like we don't we don't have that. Like we don't have you making wrestlers look dumb and stupid like like WWE's doing right now. And that's one thing that I think AEW is really they're getting their traction now, they're getting their footing, and it's gonna it's gonna really make for good storytelling with AEW. And I think just in general, AEW the sky's the limit. So it's got yeah. so many options and so many which ways to go. And here's the thing. Like, I love big pay-per-views and I love debuts and I've seen a million of them and I've seen a million of them, right? 
Let's right. see what they do with the talent. Let's see where it goes. That's what I'm we're interested in. Let's see the next six months what they do with those five, six big talents they brought in. And if they do bring in more, can they excel? Can they put them in like interesting storylines and matches that we're going to be anticipating? I mean, I see a million matches just with adding that talent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're I think you said a good word, the anticipation. Like hopefully they don't think hopefully they could think of a way of putting these talents together that is a little bit just more organic and not like, oh, you guys want to see. I mean, yeah, we do want to see it, but like, don't just throw it together to throw it together. Make it mean something so that when you have CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan, it's not just, oh, well, everybody wanted to see this match, so let's do it. Like, you know, throw some, like a little conflict in there. You know what I mean? Like, every good show has a storyline. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be as like, stupid as wwe but it doesn't have to be as far out as left field and be like well what the hell are we doing you know like this doesn't make any sense which that's where the rankings come in you know what i mean even something as as simple as having those numbers down at the bottom of the screen i mean really like AEW's moxley and jericho coming are kind of like when savage and hogan jumped and then two years later we kind of get the outsiders, you know, mm-hmm. Punk mm-hmm. equated it and how he said it though. He said, this is bigger, which it is. They're more big talent showed up in my opinion than Hall Nash. Hogan was the biggest talent, but he was already in WCW at the time. Hall and Nash had runs, solid runs, but not in multiple companies, only in WWE and only for five years. Like maybe they weren't big, long runs. They weren't viral runs like Brian had. They weren't eh, fucking long drawn out title runs like Punk had that were acclaimed as great matches. This was a talent swoop like none other, you know, like it is a bigger changing, like, you know, pendulum, you if you would like to say, than it was WCW to WWE, I think. And if they scored <clears throat> Bray, I mean, like, I don't know what else they really need to, you know, you know, take the reins at the top of the wrestling world for at least a while. So here's my thing. And just uh, I just want to add a, a quote in here really quick before I add on what I want to say about Bray uh, coming to AW. But I think personally, uh, I, I love the quote that uh, CM Punk said, how he wanted to come in and help guys. And then Daniel Bryan in his interview said, yeah, he wants to come in and help guys. I just want to fucking kick people's heads in here, like the kids' heads in. He's like, wait, can I say that here? So it's like, they're they're all putting their little digs in in WWE because Ooh. of how they were, but it's just funny how how the difference is there and how much I love that. But in regards to Bray um, coming in, I think you're going to see something where they're going to do these at pay per views where these people come in and they show up here and there. The next pay per view is in November. It's AEW Full Gear, and I. I'm anticipating some sort of a Bray Wyatt, maybe perhaps showing up there, maybe coming in for some sort of a match. If it's the pay, if it's the main event or something along those lines where they do that. But one thing I also want to add now that we were talking about it earlier, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, if you will, um, you know, he's going there. He, there's no other place he's going besides her because Adam Cole's his best friend. Like, as much as Sami Zayn is as well, so is Adam Cole. And all of his buddies are there. So it's one of those things where, yeah, he could go there and they could do something, but it only makes sense that they're doing these pay-per-views, like, I believe it's, like, every two months um, or at least four months out of the year. This will be in January. This will be when his – I believe that's when Revolution is the pay-per-view. It'll be Feb. It'll be in February. February. So perfect timing. 
have Kevin Steen come over to AEW right then when his contract's over, and he's he has to have that thirty day clause in his contract. So he if would it, have to ninety mm-hmm. days. It usually is to tell you the truth. That's supposed to be ninety. Is no it compete. ninety days? No compete. Yeah, that's why Cole like has shocked the fuck out of me. It has to be an NXT thing. They don't have it or something for some reason. So my thing is that you have to if you're going to bring all these guys and one thing AEW can't fuck up here is to not have something set up for them when they come, which I think is what they had with CM Punk, which was the biggest acquisition I think we've seen in wrestling in a long time. And now with Adam Cole and, and uh, Brian Danielson, which is so weird to say it that way. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. Wrestling, I think, is going to be the most talked about thing for months and possibly years to come. I oh. wish that he would have been able to use the American Dragon moniker. They do. Been... They are. Did you see the t-shirts? That? Oh, no, yeah. No, I didn't. I did not. Oh, that's fucking great. The t-shirt such... says the American Dragon is back. When Sorry to cut you off. When... Oh, that's cool. When he said he is going to kick people's heads in, that is Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, better name. You know what I mean? Like, he was a badass. He used to fucking punish guys. Like, I, well, I've been a huge fan of uh, Brian Danielson for a long while. I got to see him wrestle in 2006 at uh, Death Before Dishonor. Hmm. Awesome. Just a, just a great time. I think he was in 2000. Oh, no. He, that was, I think he was already in, he might have been in WWE. Oh, you know what was interesting? Did you see that picture? Where they showed him and Justin Roberts back together? No. I didn't see him. I thought I was mistaking him for Nigel McGuinness for some reason. Oh, God. I like Nigel. Nigel's awesome. Oh, I too. went there. I went there to see Nigel, Death Before Dishonor 6, and I got to see Mitsuhara Masawa. That's another reason I went. Um, but fucking Nigel broke his arm and didn't defend his title. Damn. Oh, that sucked. But yeah, to fast forward back, we're talking about where are we going with that? Oh, American Dragon. I'm glad he's allowed to use that moniker. It was so much better. And even his look looks, you know, better, even though they're kind of comparing him to Brock, you know. That's Ugh. another return we didn't even talk about. But, you know, can't you see how they're going to set that up? You're going to have Roman versus Brock, and Cena's going to cost Brock the title. So Cena and Brock have a match. I think that's how it's going to happen. That's why they had that after effect of Cena-Brock, right? Survivor Series, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. But usually Survivor Series is champion versus champion, so they're going to do Lashley versus Roman, I'd imagine. And then we're going to see who the real big dog is. Mm. Oh, Ooh, uh. It's <laughs> all the land of the Giants. Vince, is, you can tell he, he, took it, he took it back over, and he's just pushing out the small guys. He doesn't want them. He's going to go back to big and think he's going to win that way. He didn't win last time that way. He got, he's, like, you know, he, he got rock lucky. That's what kind of happened. I think we're going to see Vince kind of go more into the background soon. And then I think, like, Stephanie's going to take it over. I or know Triple you're H. saying that, Mike, but he yeah. just took over NXT. He just They just said him and Pritchard are running NXT now. Like, Vince's hand is still heavily in everything. For whatever reason, he's not giving up those reins so easily yet. I mean, unless he's going to push and sell the company. I mean, that would what I would do. I'd sell, let them be a fucking content producer for Disney, and then the characters are whatever Disney likes, which will be like yeah. Roman, John Cena. Um, and also, I thought another thing, I'm sorry to go on a tangent here a little bit, boys. It's but, okay. Uh, I see that they might have cleared out talent to bring Brock in. Brock might have fucking wanted a big payday. Like, Brock's a combat athlete. When you score Brock, I don't. I know AEW is amazing right now, and all the wrestling fans are loving it. He's a combat athlete, decorated across the board. As much as we want to hate him, 
and they might he might have wanted big money to show back up, you know. Well, they offered him a contract at AEW. I know he was talking about going there. He he got eight matches. That's what his contract is, and it's only a year and a half. And he's going to have eight matches in a year and a half. That's what they said it is. I don't know what the contract amount is, but Vince likes those big guys, and he loves Brock. He'll hook the WWE train to it. But could you? I could love to see him in Lashley Clash. I would like. I think that'd be pretty cool for big, you know, you know, guys that have that UFC background. Like, I'm trying to give WWE some kind of shot in the arm. They got to be right. competition. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need something. Like Edge in Edge in Rollins. That's why he brought Edge back. I mean, he's looking for the guys to bring back. There just really isn't those stars to bring back anymore for WWE. Right, and that's one thing that me and Mikey mentioned a few episodes ago as well. Is that if you want to do something creative here. And you want to do something different that's going to make, you know, WWE be like, okay, well, AEW's doing this, but man, WWE did this, and I don't think I've ever seen this done before. But at maybe perhaps a WrestleMania match, if you're going to have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, they both have MMA backgrounds. They both were successful in MMA um, events. I mean, UFC, Brock Lesnar was the heavyweight champion multiple times. Bobby Lashley was down in Strike Force, I want to say it was, and he fucking Bellator wrecked too, it. Wasn't Bellator, he? yep, and he fucking crushed it there. So yeah. my thing is, if you guys do, do these UFC MMA type of guys here, why not have a mixed martial arts match? You know what'd be amazing? Don't fucking think WWE. Don't let WWE co-brand to another wrestling. Have them co-brand to UFC and have Dana White like have the UFC sanction. A WWE title match at WrestleMania for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. There it is. And then that that would get me interested. Imagine I would that. Like that would be that. completely different. Completely fucking different. No one's expecting. Have them go legitimate. Have WWE legitimize their title with two combat athletes who are kind of not, you know, at the top of combat. But for WWE, they're going to fucking clash. Eventually Absolutely. it's going to happen. And have the whole UFC type of feel to it as well. And you had Bruce yeah. Buffer announcing them both. Like it would yeah, be. Yeah, do it all the cross. It would be big business. Big, Absolutely. Big business for them at WrestleMania. What are they going to tell? And then you'd have Roman and The Rock as well on top of that card. <laughs> money. Literally Imagine money. That. Like, there you go. Like, WWE, we can write it for them, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> I feel like we do that so much, man. Fantasy. Yeah, and more so now, it seems like that fantasy booking on WWE is like way out of left field. But like in AEW, I think we could we could be like, we want to see this and we'll do it. But like I said, I mean, getting back to that whole thing, like AEW just has to just has to get these stars in and, and have it make sense in my eyes. And then, like, you know, go from there. You know, that's the only thing that I think. Mikey, this was something. Sorry to cut you off if you were going to continue talking, but there's something I wanted to ask you. Um, as we all started this podcast and as we have been joining us and how we've been constantly talking as we have been for months, you know, going on over a year now, we started talking about NXT and AEW as more so me and Ben were really heavily into AEW as you were heavily into NXT. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that transition more now for you or you're wanting to catch AEW more and more be more fixated on that like we were or or still are, um, do you see yourself wanting, I know because of your ability to catch AEW shows yeah. and to, to the, the uh, accessibility to it. Are, do you see yourself saying, okay, NXT, ugh, uh, you know, give me, give me AEW. I'll try to go out of my way to watch that. No, I, I don't, I'm not going yuck about either one of them now before. Yeah. I was more yuck at AEW, but now I'm not yuck at AEW. 
I get what they're doing, so I understand it. I, I, I really, honestly, uh, I'm not going out of my way to watch wrestling that much anymore. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, and it's just one of those things where if if there's nothing on TV and there's a Raw or an NXT that I haven't caught, I will just turn on my Xbox and play something. You know, um, so that's just the God's honest truth. Now, if I could have access to AEW, honestly, and I'm being completely honest with you guys. If there were three options for me to watch, where it would be WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or AEW, or I could switch on my PlayStation or my Xbox, I'd still switch on my Xbox. I don't know. It's just, it's just not drawing me in as much as it used to. Um, I'm just trying to bide my time with, with more things that I could be more interactive with. So, so I don't that answered your question. <laughs> um, so, no. But, yeah. but, no I, but... I, I, I could see me watching AEW more or less or about the same as NXT it would probably be about the same as NXT and the same as NXT now for me is maybe once a month if I see which you know who's, who's going against who that's really intriguing you know that's right. just how that's how I'm feeling you know? that's just no I, I get you okay well that kind of answers my question but boy do I love it you know I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see all the shit that's happening it's really cool what does the, uh, like, you know, of past WWE stars that you might have viewed, and you're a bigger WWE fan, does it entice you to watch the AEW product now more and go out of your way maybe if you can, you know? Because that's, that's what it did to me. Like, I'm not yeah. watching. I'm a, Mike, I'm a 39-year fan of wrestling. Yeah. I'm not watching, but I'm always doing something around wrestling, right? But AEW made me stop and watch this week, you know? I caught the CM Punk return. Like, I actually watched wrestling, and I watched it a couple of times, you know? <laughs> so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what I think Johnny's saying. Like, now there's reason to go out and try and catch it. Like, yeah, that's, I'll, I'll, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's entertaining. AEW to a point is making me try to go out of my way to catch it. But it's yeah. just not. It's just not, not happening. It's, but also, it's just it's more exactly, exactly. There you go. It's That's only it. ten days. You're only ten days yeah. out. You'll maybe you'll tr- like Whitey. Who knows what's gonna happen but this God, week on Dynamite? Raw, you know, Raw and SmackDown. That's that's gone way past on my uh, Hulu <laughs> DVR, and I just haven't gone back to watch anything on it. It's a snooze fest. I just it's can't. Man. I can't. There's like other things that are interesting me right now, and I'm just like I'm gonna. Put all my How did they that. think that fucking Logan Paul thing? He, everyone, like, I've never met one too. person who liked him <laughs> ever, ever, you ever, know, ever. Like they had fucking when they did that whole. Remember back when Raw would do that whole celebrity thing? <laughs> yeah. They had like maybe two celebrities I was interested in. The rest of them, I'm like, who the fuck are these Bob people? Barker. Like, yeah, Bob, Bob Barker, Barker. fucking yeah. John Stewart, yeah, uh, bunch of these. Guys. Like they had those two fucking clowns from Saturday Night Live. Newsflash, guys. Saturday Night Live has been funny since the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> it's like... That's so fucking true. I'm glad Jake Blow finally said yeah. it. Thank that's, you. That, that is, Thank you for saying it. Saturday Night Live fucking has sucked since the yeah. 90s. It it's so good. bad. It's too political. Like, we get the political background. Like, we used to laugh when... I used to laugh personally when... Uh, what's his name? Uh, I think his name was not Tracy Morgan, but the... The guy that used to do Sean Connery on the the Celebrity Jeopardies when he used to do like yes. George Bush and the Clinton impersonations, Jeopardy. those are funny. But when you're like saying like you have that fucking clown, I cannot stand him. He needs to sleep. Pete Davidson, 
<laughs> the fucking smart water guy. I see him every time I see him in an ad, I just immediately skip and turn it off. Because I just hate his fucking face. He's just such a fucking <laughs> I hate bitch. people's faces too, Jake. <laughs> but like, like when he's on there, he's like, yeah, yeah. you know, my parents, you know, my dad died in 9-11. <laughs> like, okay, not fucking, like, you're doing a shock funny. It's not even funny. Like, not it's not even funny. a shock. Yeah. Like, you're sad. And like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, funny, yeah, I fucked funny. Ariana Grande. <laughs> like, dude, fucking go to sleep. Get your sleep in. <laughs> Put some shit on, like just Ari- fucking Ari- 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 Ariana. Ariana. <laughs> no, what the hell? Selena Gomez. She's on. She's on Hulu <laughs> show with with Martin Short and uh, uh, fucking. Uh, oh my god, is it Steve Martin? Funny fucking show. I really, I really highly recommend that shows. That show. I remember when that show first debuted. It's on like NBC or something. You're watching that? It's no, on? no, no, no. It's no. Variety. No, it's, a, it's a Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Selena oh, Gomez really? and Martin Short and uh, and Steve Martin. It's about like a I it's am. about like a murder mystery thing. It's really uh, good. Steve, I I Steve Martin Martin Short like have a direct you know what, uh, bone to my funny bone. Direct- Mike, I like that you brought this up. We should talk more about what we're watching as outside of wrestling. I like that Mike said I'm not watching wrestling. So what are you watching, Jake Lowe? Yeah, porn. Oh my god! Oh man, I'll be honest with you. Okay, keep it on like not your personal bedroom stuff. (laughs) Bedroom? I'm in the bathroom, baby. I get clear access to that shitter. Okay, I'm going really into detail here. But uh, that's like the truth, Jerry. Jerry, (laughs) I am not the father. No, but I'll be honest with you guys. Um, what I do is Jerry. Oh yeah. Uh, so what I'm what I do on a daily basis, I don't really watch anything besides oh, wrestling. Like TV wise, if to? I catch go out of my way, dude, I'm listening to everything. I'm listening like too. Cannibal Corpse came out the news uh, album uh, a few months ago. I've been listening to that on repeat. Uh, believe it or not, I, I love ACDC, and they just came out the new. Why would uh, I believe it or not? Everyone likes it. Yeah, why would you uh, believe it? I don't understand that. Word. I totally if, believe it. Why would, know... say, why would you say believe it or not, and then say I listen to ACDC? Like that's like what you should have said. Yeah. Believe it or not, I'm listening to Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse. Corpse. Yeah, like, but like, if you if you why? know me, that's like I listen. That's I that's the that type well. of music I listen yeah. to is like the metal type of thing. ACD, okay. ACDC, quote unquote. Even though I know it's with you guys, and you guys listen to almost Motorhead. the same music, Motorhead, like the type of ACDC, it's not the cool thing to listen to anymore because it's old yes, it butt is. rock. Yeah, I love it. Cares? Yeah. I, no, I'm just saying though. But I like, like the Bon Scott era. I oh, absolutely. Hey, but like CCR, absolutely. Oh, I'll go with you there too. I, I, <laughs> I love I listen CCR. To CCR today. Listen to a song called "Hey Tonight." It's awesome. I love it. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Not to run through the jungle. <laughs> Easy. But, Easy. Uh, we don't... <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get. It's kind of like the Motorhead rendition. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get ran off. I love Motorhead though. Um, oh, but my. but I'm uh, you know, if I'm not listening to music, like I said, my daily thing, and it counts for every day, really. I don't really watch much TV unless I go out of my way to watch AEW through uh, like the Comcast app. But um, I'll I'll watch that. Um, and if I'm really doing anything, I'm doing the same thing Mikey's doing. I'm gonna be I game. My my life right now consists of me working at the hospital, 
selling houses when I possibly can, when the time is available and I do have the time to do it, which I'm trying to get more so into that going into my personal shit here, but um, I'm trying to get more so into the whole house selling and doing that full time eventually. But I'm more so, like I said, going to the gym whenever I possibly can and just gaming. And I've been just gaming a lot. And if I'm watching anything, which it's going to be coming up very shortly, I'm a, I have a big boner for football. I just love the whole game, the whole aspect of it. And also the fantasy football has really gotten my love times a hundred into it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just doing that. And that's really it. Um, I don't well, watch know. a lot of things. Yeah. Well, you know, I was on the fence about coming back to the podcast, you know? So I, you know, came back to it. I've been a basketball fan for fucking ever, like a huge basketball fan. Who's your team? Kind of, well, um, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, um, nice. But I was a Warriors fan for a long time, obviously a Bulls fan. But um, when the Warriors lost, not last year or the year before, it was fucking heartbreaking. I watched that team go down in flames, and I had followed them for like six years, and I was a fan for three years before that. Plus, I was a fan during the Chris Mullen years, so I was oh, fucking Jesus. ride or die when we were <laughs> dying up there in fucking Golden State, and no one gave a fuck. So, yeah, Latrell Sprewell. When fucking we had Latrell Sprewell was my star. You know, it fucking <laughs> sucked, right? God so, damn. Yeah, I, it broke my heart big time. Like, I crashed with the, the Warriors that year. And I just didn't feel like picking up on basketball again. I'm thinking about going in the season. And I love fantasy bas- uh, basketball so much. And that brought it up when you mentioned fantasy football. I used to love playing fantasy basketball. It was awesome. Nice. I did not know that about you, Ben. Well, no one ever expects that, that I love basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. I always, I used to, you know, when I could play, I would always, I always had a hoop every house I lived in. I always got a cool ball and I would just fucking shoot hoops all the time. Wow. Now, is that, keep me, you know, is that something that you would say you're watching then when you're not watching wrestling? Is it the baseball? Oh, my, I haven't watched basketball in three years. Like oh, wow. I said, since the Warriors blew up. And they lost to the Raptors. Whatever year that was, we went to game six. Curry took the team on his back. Kevin Durant exploded his Achilles. Fucking Clay went out with like a bad knee. I mean, we fucking here's went something right there, though. What you're talking about, though, too, it's going to come full circle. You're going to come back and watch basketball again. But the, that's but what I'm was... thinking about it. I'm really because did you fucking see what the Lakers have done? No, oh, they my have God. LeBron. They have LeBron James. They have Anthony fucking Davis. They have Carmelo Anthony. They have Russell Westbrook. They have Rajon fucking Rondo. I don't know who else, but I know they have another guy. That's that's not their starting five. There's a starting five, and Rondo's their sixth they've just signed. I got to see this team play. I think that they had a – there's a fun fact that the 2016 All-Star team is legitimately the 2021 starting roster for the the Lakers, which is insane. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. But also, you got a tough team in Brooklyn, and you, you've learned that the NBA isn't always about stars. There is teams that can outpass you, outthink you, and outplay you with a hot bench. Uh, so they got to have a solid bench out there uh, in LA. But Genie uh, Bus is a good fucking like talent scout. Absolutely. So we'll see. And just what you just said right there, Ben. Shout out to the Milwaukee fucking Bucks because that's exactly oh, what they were. A hot hand team that went in. No one yes. thought that they were going to win. They thought the Suns were going to beat their ass, and they didn't happen. The Greek freak. I I dropped out. I was hoping. I had my fingers crossed for Chris Paul, I have to admit. Me too. I was hoping he got it. I wanted him to get it so bad. He's come so fucking close. They were up three games to, I think, fucking one or two to one. Next thing I know, the Greek freak's holding the trophies. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Over. 
40 point games. He was doing them back to back to back. He is an astonishing player. I can't wait to see him flourish. See, I'm a Celtics fan, so our our time, our team, our I can say I can't say our because I'm not on the team, but. The Celtics, they they had their chance. They had so many Kyrie chances. there. They had Tatum. They had Brown. I mean, they had the whole squad there. They could have went. And they had a great defense, which is usually what wins championships. Brad but Stevenson's was a fucking mad scientist. I loved his coaching was. style. However, what happened? Like, I don't know what happened. So many years, it just fell apart. So many yep. years. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's sad, but I mean, I was watching great basketball then. But yeah, I've really kind of fallen off too watching it because. So it's, I don't have cable, which sucks. But there's the thing. Though, I that, mean, that's I would thing. put on NBA. Yeah, sorry, Mike. That's the continue. thing Mike. we were we were talking about though too. Is like you guys fell off of that, and just like you know, I think for a time we were falling off of it with wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, but we you know we've come back to it, which is really, really cool. And uh, you know, not to cut you guys off or cut it short, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we have anything else to add on to about wrestling. Um, but, uh, boy, uh, we'll see, you know, on our return episode, I don't know if we told the fans when we're coming back, but, uh, is there anything you guys want to promote real quick before we get off? I don't think I'm going to, I think when we come back, you know, we'll start fresh with all that kind of stuff. I was happy to be back though. You know, thank you guys for having me and, you know, being cool with welcoming back. So we, oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Jake, is there anything quick you want to promote? Um, I uh, I personally just the Facebook page uh, wrestling and whatever hit that up or um, and it's just at wrestling and whatever on there we pop up instantly uh, and our Twitter at wrestling and we which you guys have been so graciously enough to continuously follow us and join us we're getting new followers almost every day so it's insane so, um, so cool but uh, no I mean other than that um, that and uh, just to add on to what Mikey just said here guys. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a, a summer break, even though summer is over, but um, we're, we have some things we need to attend to, but then we'll be back. I think more so than maybe perhaps the beginning of November, we'll share it online when we'll yeah. be back, but uh, we will be back. And by then we'll have fucking bucket loads of yeah. wrestling and other things to talk about. And if we can get that OG three man group, uh, three man booth in for the uh, premiere episode for when we come back in November, Hey, that'd be perfect. But I understand if we got things we're doing, we you know we can completely come back to it whenever we can. But for Jay Glow and the Ben Wayne, I'm Mikey, dangerously telling you all to take it easy out there. We'll see you up there. <laughs>